sometimes we as a digital marketer and especially for SEO, we only tend to look at the numbers only and then we sometimes forget to how to tie those information into the business owner. And there should be a, like a right balance between that. Of course, we need uh, the KPI, the number, the metrics as a measurement, but also we need to use those as an asset of, of the business. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. But before we go to the podcast, my name is Peter and I'm your host. I'm an SEO myself. I help internal and external teams in companies, startups, and agencies move their SEO a step forward. If you're looking for an SEO audit or help with your SEO strategy, find me at seos.si. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the podcast that brings you the best marketing conference speakers from all around the world and gives them a short summation of their presentation. My name is Peter and I'll be your host at the podcast. This is episode number 35 and we are glad that we are back. With me today from the other side of the world is DC Mulinari. Hey there. Hello, Peter. I'm very glad to have you on the podcast. You were a speaker at the SEOCon 2021 conference. Mm-hmm. How is life with online-only conferences? How was your experience being at the conference? And in general, uh, if you compare this to the offline, real-world, face-to-face conference, how is it mm-hmm. different, better, worse? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's interesting uh, because there's like a, a good and bad side, right? The, the good thing is I don't need to go anywhere. Like I can do it uh, in my own space uh, com- comfortably. But also sometimes when we're presenting something, we want to look at people. We want to look at people, right? That kind of give us some kind of energy when we actually presenting mm. and actually talking to the people. So I think that's the, the that's the downside of it because it's it's also one thing that I enjoy when actually uh, speaking and talking to people. Either it's a conference seminar or any kind of workshop. But you know, with with this situation, I think it's also interesting because people are still interested in joining the conference, and there's a lot of, you know, like like I got a lot of new network, like like you uh, from all <laughs> different uh, side of the world there, and it, it is a great thing, a great experience for me to have. Yeah, I'm very interested in how the things are gonna work out in maybe a year where all of this with COVID is over. I think. At the end, I think that people are, are going to go back to the face-to-face com- uh, conferences and everything because the added value is a bit more there. Uh, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. Yeah, agree. It's also interesting as, uh, about the conference uh, this year is also that how the, the community itself are bringing out more female speaker and then enable, I think, for the for the audience to understand that you know, especially for SEO, it's not just about, uh, you know, the people, it's not just for boys, not for men, but actually there's a lot of female speakers out there that actually have their uh, great capabilities and actually have, you know, experiences to share. So it's a, it's a great thing for me to be a part of it also. And mm. yeah, like you mentioned, for COVID, of 
course, a lot of people need to adjust with how we how we do things in every day. It's it's like a forced digital transformation, right? So it's it's very interesting <laughs> thing to have. I mean, yeah, we are missing 50% of the intelligence and great ideas if we don't invite women in the same way to everything. Of course, we have to work on that. You are the general manager at bluewave.id. What are you mm-hmm. as a company and what do you there do there personally? Yeah, so uh, Blue Wave, we started Blue Wave, uh, I think back in, the idea is back in 2015 maybe, and we, we, uh, we make it as a company, a whole company in 2016. We focusing especially on SEO, so uh, digital marketing is, is a lot of things that we can uh, explore, right? Because we are specialized in SEO and content marketing and also website development. So that's actually the one thing that, uh, sorry, the three things that we're focusing on. And also we do some online advertising uh, also to support our strategy and campaign. Uh, we started at end 2016 and then uh, me and my partner built this little company together. And because why SEO? Because that's actually one of the things that I have the most experience at. <laughs> and also, as also my partner is very uh, keen in technology. So he has the better part of all technical or all details in development, et cetera. And I would be uh, supported more in the strategic view in the business and also in uh, actual the SEO actual uh, business itself. Especially in 2020, we focusing in on uh, uh, digital uh, marketing and SEO, and uh, we are very lucky to have clients that also still trust us. And I think that's that's the one thing that why I was interested in talking about proving the SEO ROI uh, for the conference because uh, in 2020, there's a lot of clients that talking about uh, they want to cut their budget or they want to rethink uh, how they spend their budget. And one of the, the strategy that we did actually, uh, how can we inform them that SEO is very important for the business? And that's actually uh, the strategy works, really works. And we, we, we were able to retain our clients, actually gain new clients uh, by just using uh, that, that kind of strategy. And the idea was, okay, why, why don't we share this with, with, with the people, right? Because a lot of people out there is actually, uh, they, they need to keep, business running uh, and the business also needs to understand that they still need SEO especially in this digital era so all right then let's stop talking about everything else and let's <laughs> go to your presentation DZ here are your five minutes okay so the proving the SEO ROI I would say it is very very important because um, you know the, the business itself they don't really just look at the your KPI, your metrics, your digital marketing metrics, right? That's just the small part of what the business needs. And sometimes we as a digital marketer and especially for SEO, we only tend to look at the numbers only and then we sometimes forget to how to tie those information into the business owner, for example. And uh, there should be a, uh, like a right balance between that. Of course, we need uh, the KPI, the number, the metrics as, as a measurement. But also we need to use those as an asset for, for, for the business. And uh, we, we should use the KPI, the number, as our goal. But also we need to use that how, uh, to help the business in a, in, a, in a long run, right? So we need to use the data as an asset, not just the target. So that, that is the, the mind behind it. So by, by having that, we believe that it not only it will increase the 
marketing performance, but also the revenue, the, uh, the efficacy, the efficiency, and also we sometimes we uncover new opportunities along the way. So this is what the strategic point of view from SEO. So um, on uh, during that presentation, I think uh, basically I share uh, three key points. I think re related to the SEO ROI, which is sometimes our we tend to forget. So the first thing is actually the understanding. We uh, need to understand actually from the business perspective, what is the, the business goals, the objective? Of course, uh, we talk about sales, for example, leads, for example, but what would that affect the business? So uh, there's a lot of understanding, talking with the stakeholders, uh, what the business is about. And the second thing is actually the, the challenges that I face a lot also when doing SEO or any kind of marketing is actually you need to work together with other teams. Uh, for example, with SEO, we talk uh, a lot with developers team, with a marketing team, with the business team. So there's a lot of a different angle, different communication that we need to uh, understand, right? So how can we uh, cooperate together uh, to, to achieve the business goals? And this is actually our for me, the SEO is the, the biggest challenge is not following the trends or uh, or anything else in between. The, the biggest challenge for me in a strategic point of view is actually having that cooperation and good communication between the other teams. So that, that's the point that, that uh, I think we also need to, to look at. And the third thing that also uh, related to the first and second thing is actually how those understanding and communication is actually um, will be able us to deliver result in a clear and concise message to the stakeholders, especially because by the end of the day, when you're doing an SEO campaign or whatever, you are actually talking to the business owner, right? How it affect their business. So um, I have this experience, especially with the big brand, when we're talking to the executive level, that yes they want to hear like how's the traffic how's the keyword rank but what is actually impacting the business so that's the thing that we need to also uh, look at sometimes we uh, even eliminate all all the jargons all the metrics all details that we don't need and we need to wrap those up uh, into the like the business numbers for example so uh, i think that's that those are the, the points that we need to talk about when we just when we uh, want to prove the SUROI. So yeah, hopefully um, that really helped all the SEOs out there to make mm. this, uh, yeah, so to, to convince their clients and retain their client. I used to be the head of SEO on a local agency. And mm. of course we tried to do all of that, what you talked about, right? Not only yeah, looking yeah. at positions mm -hmm. in, in search engines, trying to look at the traffic, conversions, leads, and all of that. But, you know, sometimes I ask myself, did we try too hard? Because, you know, we made our life so hard with proving mm -hmm. that we directly got sales in the value of uh, whatever we, we we charged the client, clients wasn't really the client wasn't really interested into that. They were just you know interested into traffic their web uh, to their website. How far mm. should we go with educating our clients? What do you think? Mm. I think it's also uh, going case by case. It's 
it's also like going to be uh, our hard work to actually help them to be, uh, have a same mindset with us. Uh, it is not going to be easy, but I also have been, uh, like I mentioned, I, I have proven this to, to work because last year, um, to be honest, I have two clients that we actually didn't hit our KPI in terms of number. Mm. Right. So that that's really interesting. Right. <laughs> that will be challenging because how can we defend our work if we cannot hit our KPI? Right. But because mm. we are constantly communicating with them, you know, try to uh, give them more information, try to give them more uh, new findings and what we can do actually with those uh, data, with those information, they actually find uh, those information really useful for, for their business. So instead of uh, us uh, looking at those numbers, then how can we actually adjust those numbers to actually what you need in the business? So um, that actually one of the things that really interesting and the result is actually they, they we retain uh, those two clients this year. It's very interesting. Mm. And they actually mm. uh, come to us even for more consultation because they actually trust us, right? So. We try to not to um, overpromise or you know give them any guarantee or whatever. But what we can guarantee uh, for them is actually uh, our service and our um, insightful ideas. So that's one of mm. the things that we also see very important for the business. Yeah, that's probably what I agree is the answer to that. As clients don't really, if even if clients don't uh, care about the metrics, they don't care until they care. And if mm -hmm. you, when they start caring, if you don't have the measuring and everything set up, and if you, if you haven't uh, helped them with understanding all of that, then you're going to get sacked. But if you were working on that uh, before and when they, and they did care before, but now they started, you have everything ready to show them that you are or maybe aren't successful. But if you aren't successful, then you can tell them how, what changes have to be done to be successful. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. I, I sometimes saw that, you know, uh, failing to meet the uh, KPIs meant that we got a greater budget so that we mm. were able to meet the KPIs next year. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's also like a, another point of view that we can uh, look at. Right. Then mm. uh, we can also other than look at the traffic, we also look at other data. For example, is the conversion rate actually increasing? Right. Because by the, the end of the day, that's what actually matters for the business. Right. So there's a lot of things that we need to look at before uh, actually see that this is a, a really failed project, for example. But don't mm. get me wrong, though, but sometimes we do make mistakes and it's about how we own it and actually come up with a new solution for them to actually, you know, uh, provide them with better solution actually from those uh, failure, if we can say that. Do you think that the clients should have an, uh, the option to check their results in real time, or do you more a believer of a monthly or biweekly results? Uh, you know, my question is: Should the clients have uh, access to maybe Data Studio or whatever where they can check out the results uh, anytime, or? Should we be sending them results monthly to give them what's happened? It's actually an interesting question. And one of the things also that we did last year, actually, we, we provide them with real-time uh, data in terms of uh, analytics data, right? So um, what we also do bi-weekly is more for the progress of work. And monthly is actually for the progress uh, 
of uh, for the KPI itself. So I think it's it's uh, it's great for them to know the the real time information because it's also helped them to understand, right? Because we also we always say that SEO takes time, da 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 da, da but uh, they also want to know is it really uh, takes time. So when they actually understand, okay, this is the day-to-day data that they have and they see the progress, then they will have better understanding what we are talking about. So we actually share uh, real-time data and like you, you mentioned Data Studio, actually we, we are using that. So we use Google Data Studio to, to help uh, share the real-time information to them. And we also uh, mm. provide whatever information they need. Is it conversion rate? Do you want to see how may, how uh, how much time do people spend on a specific landing page? So anything that would be relevant for them, that would be valuable for them, we, we can provide uh, for the client. But you know, on a monthly basis, what we do is actually gain, uh, give them more insights about those data. Our 15 minutes are up, and I think we gave people some great advice on how to think about SEO, return on investment, and of course, how to show that to their clients. Daisy, where can people find you if they want to talk about more about SEO results? You can reach me out on LinkedIn. You can search my name, Daisy Natalia, or you can uh, type in Mulaniari on Google. That's the only name in the world, I think. Mulaniari is only owned by me. So it's I haven't had a trademark yet, <laughs> but you can. Uh, so Mulaniari on LinkedIn or Instagram Mulaniari, or you can go to our website, wave.id. All right, I'll add those uh, links to the show notes so that people mm -hmm. can uh, go to sure. you directly. And I think that's it. Thank you very much okay. for being on the Thank podcast. Thank you, Peter. And uh, have a great day. You too. Bye.